It's the Battle and Bunce podcast, talking property. My name is Matthew Battle. And I'm Alan Bunce. Our guest today is Alex Acheson from the Lincoln Property Company. I'm really looking forward to talking to Alex today. Now is the time to really hear the massive changes that are happening at Station Hill. It it will be interesting. I've been writing about this for 20-odd years. This is the third scheme that's going to be developed there. We've got the main man. Station Hill is a game-changer. We'd like to feel, we we believe it, now we've got to prove it. You can see visibly what's coming out of the ground. A new destination, a new centre for Reading, uh, hopefully a new benchmark for regional regeneration outside of London. I suppose aspirationally when you look at how that how that works for Reading it's hopefully helping Reading firm up its place as as capital of the Thames Valley, capital of the South East. All the great things that we know and we talk about all the time that Reading is so has all these wonderful fundamentals and existing interest and base and countryside and everything going for it and hopefully this will help Reading on its journey to achieve that. We are actually back in Reading again at Haslam's and really pleased to be here at their offices on Friar Street. Alex, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here and I work for Lincoln Property Company, who are an investor, developer and operator at Station Hill, which is a seven-acre mixed-use regeneration site right next to Reading Station, uh, right on Reading's doorstep. And currently, we're just about to seek delivery of the first 300,000 square foot office and uh, 600 residential apartments for rent, alongside two acres of public realm. Activated play spaces, green spaces, sort of bringing that together, but more importantly, offering more of a arterial link through both the north of the station, the north of the town, yeah. the station itself right through the town centre to the Oracle and creating kind of a, a route and a thoroughfare, all pedestrianised for Reading to enjoy and hopefully becoming a sort of destination in its own right. I mean, it's quite an interesting word, destination, and, and it's a really important word. If I might say, a few years ago, and there is a bit of a background to Station Hill, really, it's had quite a journey, which we'll probably explore in a minute. I know Alan wants to. What's the big picture? At one point, it was described as spinning fields for the south aspirationally and come back to more of the sort of property specifics but aspirationally you know wouldn't it be great to have a sort of mini king's cross in the region that activity uh, that diversity of uses those sort of all acting together becoming a sort of 24 7 community not not just for the development occupants itself but given its strategic location right on the station how that all works together to create a place that really people want to be and people want to work and I suppose, ultimately, then looking at the actual dirt and the characteristics, it's got some great fundamentals. The way for that scheme to really excel and do well and and commercially be really viable is about people really demanding and wanting to be there. So you've got to make it attractive. And then the the demand side of things is a lot easier. Where do people want to work? They want to be in activated environments in town centre. They want to have the ease of connections with the, the, the train lines. But likewise, they want more in their life for, for living as well. But that's quite a subtle point because that's, you know, placemaking. And I know there is a huge amount of effort going into the in-between spaces. And I, the reason I say that is obviously King's Cross for me, that investment in arguably non-commercial space is just awesome. And the spirit in which they've done it, admittedly, they had a 
quite an interesting template. So the issue is how we do that in Reading. The most important thing, probably from what we're delivering, is to take a step back and look at the functional hardware of what we're providing first. And so when you look at how those uh, the buildings have been designed and laid out, we've allowed as much flexibility as possible. You know, we're, we're in a world where behavioural, social, we're, we're changing so fast and have been. So how do we create the sort of bones of that scheme mm-hmm. to enable to, to adapt? So then looking at sort of bring it alive I think the real answer to the question is and what's that going to look like and is it going to be like that scheme or another one is more actually well the proof's in the pudding and we'll work on that all together so I I, you know I wouldn't sit here today and say you know it's a vegan market every Tuesday and whatever that's the special sauce that that brings it all together I think it's it's how we engage with that community which we're on the journey of now especially through Reader, Reading's Economic and Development Agency, such a great organisation, being able to draw on all those strands and and make it Reading. That's quite an interesting point, actually, make it Reading. One of the things which King's Cross did was get a cross-section of tenants there, which was quite ambitious at the time. I think St Martin's took in, and then I think Camden Council then took some space so you had two a public sector and then a university and then then they got the big boys in and of course now google are there and etc etc do you have some of that flexibility to get a mix of people which represents reading yes and going back to that that flexibility of the hardware you know whether you're a local small business or whether you're a big international that flexibility of design which sounds very boring everything's you know, it, it means you can accommodate everybody and you can bring them in. So whether that's the sort of co-working flex space within the first office, but also... Don't forget this is a property crowd, so they love all that stuff. <laughs> but, you, but you can attract all of all of those people. Yeah. As much as we want to make it Reading, and we are making it Reading, yeah. it, it's as exciting, given its position right on Reading Station, to also promote and bring in more outside ideas. You know, this is, this is so it's a balance of the two, I yeah. think. And so actually we want to make it just as much you know, for Reading, for the people, as yeah. we do actually to bring in new ideas, import ideas as well, to, to, to put it on the international stage. Like the, the difference now with with you being here and it all getting very exciting. I mean, I've been writing about Station Hill for 20 years and I've worked in the building that was on there originally. I, I can't understand how a building or a site as key as that can lay empty all that time and all those abortive plans that they had. I mean, how do you look at it? Do you think... What did the others do wrong? We purchased it in uh, the middle of 2018. Obviously, it's quite hard to comment on mm. other developers and why or why it may or may not have proceeded before. But what we can comment on is sort of the, the market and the economics and what's changed probably to, to Reading and the town centre over that time. And when you look at sort of you know, billion pound investment in the train station itself, when you look at uh, sort of people movement and, and the attraction of more uh, urban town centre living, you know, in the office space, moving from out-of-town business parks to, to in-town, the arrival of Crossrail. I think what, what's happening in Reading itself, and you can see the regeneration really kicking off. We, you know, we'd love to claim that we're the catalyst for that. But at the same time, you know, there's lots of great developments going on around Reading. And I think Reading, as we discussed before, with Reader and the likes, are really pulling together and promoting all the great things culturally that they do. And you can see that we're really excited to be a part of that as, as Station Hill comes online. But the two, the two phases that you've got going on at the moment, I mean, I went through Friar Street on Sunday and I was amazed how far that's, that's looking, like it'll, you know, like, like you imagine it'll be finished, the finished look. And then I think, you know, those flats, I think you have no problem getting people living there. But when I think of office space, I think, God, the market is so different from years ago. I mean, are you confident that you're going to fill 300,000 square feet? On the overall scheme, we've got about 600, up to 600,000 square foot. 
that does, when you put it in that perspective, sound like a lot of office space. But again, when you look at those trends of out of town versus in town, um, when you think back over the last 10 years, Brexit has put a lot of stop to sort of office developments generally. Um, people have been kind of nervous around that. We've, we've then since had COVID. We've also got new energy performance criteria coming in. So mm. finding actually places for occupiers who are all in this new environmental net zero challenges to, to meet yeah. by, by 2030 and, and before is really challenging. So there's very few developments actually to fill up in that space. And then, so if you put it in the context of the, the competition, the, the siting of the site in Reading, obviously yeah. being so close to London and the rest of the Thames Valley, as well as, and, and whilst you know we are providing best-in-class London-style product in the regions, it's got everything that anybody could ever want and would expect to see in London. But I would say, and, and you know, the volume of those spaces and the efficiency of the floor plates... We've got about a third of the space um, already where we're talking to significant occupiers, who you'd expect to see. And when they're looking at it, they're coming from larger floor spaces into smaller floor spaces. Generally, you know, these tenants are taking less space, but because of they can space plan it more efficiently, because it is a smaller floor space in capital quantum to them, it's, it's much lesser rent, even though the rent might need to go up for buying best of glass and hitting their e- ESG credentials. So actually... To them, they're not seeing it. Like and is that ESG huge. credentials you mentioned there is obviously on the main board now. Is that driving a lot of decisions? I mean, my perception is that flight to quality, especially in London now, um, is really key. And actually, some of the anecdotal evidence and hard evidence of, of leasing within central London is quite positive. Uh, can you see that coming out to Reading in terms of that flight to quality? It's, it's absolutely. It's, yeah. the, it's the, probably the number one criteria. Right. Okay. And closely followed by probably about, you know, where your where your workforce want to live. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, the power of the employee, yeah. which is still very much there. Having all these wonderful amenities and the two acres of public realm and being able easy to go back and forth from home, given your train connections. You know, that's the real force about why. Station Hill is such a great location to locate. There's nice buildings, I think nice buildings like Forbury Place, that have got probably 200,000 square feet empty. Even Apex Plaza is about two-thirds full, I think. But are you, are you confident that there's, there is demand? Obviously, uh, I drink my own Kool-Aid or whatever we would say, <laughs> and I'd love to put our product way above those, <laughs> naturally. Yeah. yeah do, think... they, do they meet newer regulations that perhaps eight years ago buildings didn't? I, th- I think buildings are moving on so fast, and especially when you're looking at the development world, we're, we're consciously trying to plan for three, five years ahead. You know, it does take a long time to build. It does take a long time to get planning. So you have to be looking at what's right in, in, in a five-odd years' time, that flexibility point again and how Station Hill has been designed. I, I, I mean, you sort of mentioned it as well with the Elizabeth Line, and again, anecdotal, but there is a lot of or more increasing evidence, the power of the Elizabeth Line. And okay, we're at one end of it, and maybe that 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 is weaker. But certainly, as you let's say you go to Hanover Square or a Smithfield, the need to be on top of the Elizabeth Line is mission critical because it's become the sort of key transport line within London, and we we being Reading can benefit from that. And I just wondered if you still see the Elizabeth Line as being a factor. Huge. Right. Yeah, and probably when I first speak to people, a lot of people just think it's the connections to London. Yeah. Actually, it's not. It's the connections back from other Thames Valley locations, you know, Maidenhead and stuff, you're now picking up that workforce to come back to Reading. And Reading is kind of a nucleus because of where it goes, north, south, west. It's the gateway into London, collects all those train lines, plus all the small stopping lines around Reading. 
It's fantastically well served. But so all of those people from further in on the Elizabeth Line are actually much easier to get out. I also think even going further afield, so connecting sort of East London and then back across to Reading, that's just that shortened that timeline so much. So I think that's the huge generator for Reading, which, you know, you don't envisage when you first think about it. One of the um, things we hear all the time, agents rumouring what the rents will be, and we're hearing rumours of £50 a square foot. Harsh. Is that, is, that, is that something you would comment on? <laughs> <laughs> We're in discussions with various parties, which, which is great to see this much interest still with, you know, 12 months to go until, you know, a sort of formal practical completion. I think what's, what's really interesting from my side as a, as a developer is the sort of age old developments used to do, and it used to be about the comps. Everyone has a sort of mm. a, a tenant rep, and so the comparables you know, let's say Reading has a rental tone of £40 and it's always been £40 and so no one's going to pay anymore. And that's, 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 I think, we're in a different world now just because of that supply shortage of that best-in-class product, you know, what your employees want. People seem less phased about actually focusing on that discussion. They're more focused on those ESG credentials, how it actually works for their workforce. I'm not saying it's not an important consideration, but, it, but it's less of a comparable factor. I think people you know, are prepared to pay now for best-in-class quality space because there's so so little of it. I'm just going to say, we've talked a lot about offices. A lot of the scheme, and obviously the background to Lincoln, is built-to-rent. Built-to-rent, not that long ago, I'd say five years ago, was still a difficult concept in the regions. What's the thought process about the built-to-rent offer in Reading? Just a bit of background and context yeah. about Lincoln Property Company, probably the second-largest have been in the in the US delivering about 200,000 units which we've developed and managed operate in the multifamily space the built to rent sector and so we do have a lot of that knowledge and that experience to be able to put into a local context using local operators to understand the regional differences and it is a an amazingly changing sector you know we've made rapid progress in the UK yeah. uh, as we've all seen from the various developments and and even Reading itself you know up until a year ago didn't have any BTR stock. So I think the real USP in, in what's going to be provided on our, we've got 600 units coming forward and the, and the first show apartments are available to, to view from June. So, you know, please come on down, take a look yeah. at them. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the plug. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're all coming online and they'll be completed by the end of the year. But the real differentiator will be using all of that learned experience about what is best-in-class service, yeah. uh, bringing that over, putting that into a UK regional context. You know, are we in the UK a bit less sociable and, and do we expect well, different it's, things? It's, and- it's, it's, it's a really interesting point. We did a talk with Mike from Haslam's. He talked about that need for service within built rent it's potentially undervalued and it's it's a really important process so see he used the example he used was the post room so for example if you've got 600 people in there you can imagine the amount of amazon deliveries <laughs> happening and how you distribute that and the the built to rent sort of has to cope with all of this service it's quite a subtle area so it's interesting that you say you're bringing that in from america and it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Again, I would say it's very much from a local regional context and understanding that. It's not saying, you know, we have US style fridge freezers in the US and that's all we're going to have here. What we've been actually able to do and probably the real USP and the clever thing about Lincoln, I find from, from my experience here, is, is actually the design and the construction to get those extra benefits and those, the, the items that you're talking about can be designed efficiently into the scheme if it's known about how do we leave that, again, boring, operational flexibility to build 
back into the scheme to leave those extra areas. So from the outset, that's been where the, the value has been driven by us is in making sure we've got you know ample amenity spaces to be able to flex over time, making sure that you know the columns aren't going to be right in the middle of the reception desk because you want to move it in whatever year's time, for example. The built-to-rent market still seems quite quite strong. I'm, I'm surprised because you're paying whatever, 1500 two and a half grand, I don't know, whatever, a month. Um, but the, the need for space is quite interesting. And again, <clears throat> just another anecdotal, um, we would, uh, Reading Tower, is that the scheme just opposite the station? Thames Quarter. Thames Quarter, sorry. Yeah. Almost, almost there, sorry. <laughs> Um, Thames Quarter. Anyway, the anecdote is more about the type of people in the space. So there was older, later living generation there, and there was families in there. And actually, people enjoyed that space because they liked to be together, that sense of community. And actually, that work is, is working quite successfully, apparently. And I just wondered you know, how you get that, or is that one of the aims, to get a sense of community? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, 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 from a commercial perspective, although it's great in terms of what it's offering for, for a community in, in a wider community, it means your tenants are more sticky, we would say. And yeah. so, you know, the longer you can retain your tenants, uh, mm. the better. And that's what you want. And so by building that sense of community, that, that retains your tenants longer term. The more friends they have within the building, the more likely they are to stay. And so, yeah, and looking at our scheme, because we've been able to design it, there's probably another 50% sort of more amenity than you would expect so although you're thinking about flats in a usual context here when you look at the serviced office space in there the event space uh, the open outdoor terraces both public and private and the concessions that are going to fit in there the gym spaces and it's shared across two buildings um, two separate buildings um, it really is phenomenal when you look at that compared to the what you might see in other mm. BTR products uh, across the regions and I think Going back to that piece again, that's what Station Hill can offer it. The real USP, in addition to that quality of service and all of that amenity provision, is the two acres of public realm, which is right on your doorstep, and you get to use and be part of those events. And you can be part of that or not. It's, yeah. your, it's great. Very exciting. I, I remember um, speaking to you some time ago, I think, where you talked about the um, Phase 2 going ahead, but you were already thinking about Phase 3. So is there anything you can tell us about Phase 3? Because it, it's such a changing market. I mean... I don't know whether you'd be thinking, because you were know, talking about hotels, later living, and but that was probably a year or two ago. Phase three has an outline consent, and we do have a lot of flexibility in terms of the actual uses that brought forward. I don't have any updates as at today in terms of what we're doing and actually bringing forward, but the design is progressing. And yeah. when, when might we know a bit more? Towards the end of the year. What would be lovely is we should do this again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah at the should. end of the year. And yeah. we should. We should say, and, you know, I was, I was thinking on the way down with my hat on, wouldn't it be great? Hey, we've 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 got these these residential units let yeah. up. They've gone phenomenally well. Everyone can walk and see them. You can see how that public realm's coming alive. You can you know what tenants yeah. uh, the first tenants that are going into the building, and then you've also can hear about the sort of phase but, three coming forward. But I think the scale of it means you can do. You know, it'd be interesting to do the podcast actually on site in one of the rooms or something, and and you know you could do that. But the scale of the scheme means or demands that you can. We could do this. I, I think we should see it because again, without getting too carried away, but some truth it really is a really key project for Reading. Can't overemphasise that, and therefore for the southeast. So if and I'm sure it will be successful, it's a great template for as a barometer. Yeah, there's one thing I really wanted to ask you about. I know it's sort of looking back a little bit, but. Did you ever consider, because at one time it was a smaller site and they, they bought the, one of the previous owners bought the Friars Walk area 
and added it to it. Did you ever consider expanding it and buying other sites neighbouring to it? Station Hill is is two and a half million square foot. So it's a large chunk um, <laughs> next to the station. It could be but, even better. But it's actually well, but actually as it is, it's very deliverable, and we've still got future phases to go. So I'd, I'd never say never that we wouldn't want to. But mm. what I would say, which is really interesting now, is there's there's more. And you guys are seeing it more schemes coming forward off yeah. the back of what's happening and yeah. the new connections that it's opening up through the town. So um, it's sort of naturally generating. That as a catalyst in itself. Yeah, there's a, there's a block of flats sort of, which looks like it will be neighbouring Shaviram, I think, a building or planning something, which would actually quite make a good entrance way between yours and theirs, I would imagine. So, but was it, would it not, is part of the reason that you designed it the way you have, that it's a walkway through from the station into Reading and there might be other schemes, I'd guess, that would connect it further into town? Yeah, I mean, the more the more community engagement, the more it becomes a destination to itself. You know, that's the whole, I suppose, selfishly, commercially. The, the more successful the place is, the the, the more value it's going to drive. And people wanted to be there, live there, work there. Fry Street is really. I've noticed it with the planning applications and things that have changed over the years. It's it's a totally different street. It was a secondary sort of shopping street, and it almost died a death when the Oracle opened. But it's coming back as there's some really interesting things, like there's a courtyard area planned on the corner of Queen Victoria Street. And I just think, well, Station Hill would actually link into a lot of that, and there's new hotels and other things in Friar Street planned. And I just think it's, it's going to be a very, very different place in a few years' time. Going back to another thing which I wrote about many years ago, Sainsbury's, we all, it was all rumoured they were going to close their shop in Friar Street. And then they, they didn't, they stayed open. And uh, I'm thinking now they, they made a really good decision there because they've got 600 neighbours and um, loads going on and a whole load more to come. And um, they're in a great place there. Yeah, and we've been working very hard with the uh, reader and the council on, you know, how, how do we help extend our footprint and... Um, improve that visibility of Reading you know when you come off the station international investors leisure people cultural you know make it really attractive get people down to the oracle what's that what's that walk look like and I think it is really starting to improve I mean it's interesting you mentioned about you've mentioned Reader a few times and last week we were up at UK Reef together with Berkshire LEP and some of the other partners such as Reading Borough Council what else do you think the the town and the region should be doing to sort of get behind or or is it doing enough? I mean, having been involved with the scheme for the last five years, but I yeah. was a Reading University student from old. Right. So uh, I've been back many yeah, times over yeah. the years. Yeah. But uh, So you know the pink elephant well then. <laughs> is it the pink elephant? Purple turtle. Purple oh. turtle, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the sister one. <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> pink elephant, that's when you've been in the purple turtle too long. Yeah, that's right, that's right, I've been there too long. But you can see in the last just two to three years, our reader has really sort of combined and got yeah. together and how they're promoting events and how they're connecting with the wider communities and bringing them all together. You know, I'm hugely excited about helping and being part of that. In, in, in terms of UK Reef, did you find that valuable? I, I partly asked because that was our last podcast. Did you feel it that that connection with a wider discussion was was of value? Yeah, Absolutely. Firstly, you know, thank you for letting me speak yeah. at the Invest in Berkshire event. Um, it's fantastic to be part of that and see so many professionals. I think some 7,000 yeah. people who attended, local authority, investment focused in the UK. For, for me personally, I, th- I thought it was great as a comparison to look at how what Berkshire is doing versus other local authorities and try and understand what's best or what new practices are happening elsewhere that might be added uh, to Reading to kind mm. of 
answering the question, I suppose, drive it on to the to the next phase. Yeah. I think Reading's done very well over the last couple of years about understanding and getting together what it does well and trying to yeah. communicate that message. And now it's almost, you know, how do we how do we push that on and market that to the wider uh, international yeah. community? I mean, it was quite interesting national. you say that because we tried in the design of it to, to take, because perhaps the region's been associated, let's say, with old tech, no disrespect, but... And new tech, let's put the studios within that and everything that goes with that and your scheme as well, I would say, is part of new Berkshire because and how we translate that is a really important point. Do you think we sort of got some of that across? Yeah, loud and clear. Whilst it's kind of called old tech, all those occupiers are still here. Yeah, it's still got yeah. top 50%. So they're still here. It's all, It's just as being just as good as it was. Yeah. You know, Maybe they're taking... Slightly less office space because that office market. First changed, generation, then, how about that? First generation probably better. Work, but 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 then you go to the new tech, yeah. and you look at um, Altitude Angel, for example. You know, producing that Skyway, yeah. building into the Oxford Cambridge Arc, yeah. and so tucking into the life sciences sector, and that's really strong in Maidenhead. It's bringing it through. We're twenty minutes on train from mm. Oxford. It's got all that crossrail connection. You know, the life science is going to pick up, and then you go, yeah, maybe the the film studio sectors getting big now with Shinfield Studios, mm. fantastic. Um, that's just a new sector emerging. But I think all of those existing fundamentals that Reading's had for so long are still just as strong as ever. We just seem to be adding to it more. You know, there's more social engagement, there's more going on in Reading, there's more sectors coming in. I think it's a really, really promising story for Reading right now. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you're, you're managing director these days. Yeah, I've, I've run the UK division. So how much of your time is spent on Station Hill, on percentage? <laughs> <laughs> what we've looked to do, set out Station Hill as a benchmark, a reference project of what Lincoln can do. Internationally, yes, on the global stage, but certainly in the UK. We love great bits of real estate. And so we're out there hunting for, for more great bits of real estate. But the, the key thing for me has been to build up the team on the ground so people don't think it's a US company coming over here and doing US things to show what we can do. Proof's in the pudding. We're, we're delivering it now. You know, we've got a real message and now we want to grow, grow the business. We're keen to find new opportunities. OK, final question. Could you just sum up how you see Station Hill and its place in Reading and the South East? Station Hill is a game changer. We'd like to feel, we, we, you know, we, we believe it. Now we've got to prove it. You can see visibly what's coming out of the ground. A new destination, a new centre for Reading, uh, hopefully a new benchmark for regional regeneration outside of London. I suppose aspirationally when you look at how that how that works for Reading it's hopefully helping Reading firm up its place as as capital of the Thames Valley, capital of the South East. All the great things that we know and we talk about all the time that Reading is so has all these wonderful fundamentals and existing interest and base and countryside and everything going for it and hopefully this will help Reading on its journey to achieve that. It's been a fascinating podcast, learning and understanding more about this scheme. So on behalf of myself and Alan, Alex, thank you very much for joining us. What did you think of that? It's really interesting. Station Hill never ceases to have interest because you've got this massive building and I, I really wanted to be able to ask the person in charge who is going to move into it. And he, he does seem really confident, doesn't he? He seems very confident. I thought you asked some, you know, uh, tricky questions. You, you had your, your pork pie hat on and you were giving a few journalistic questions. So 
You didn't quite get the answers you wanted, but you gave it a good stab. I think he inferred, if I might just say, that there's some good quality tenants not far away. I think you kind of get that feeling, but even if he can't give us sort of names or anything at the moment, at least you can put the questions to him so you know where you are when you're the latest. I mean, he talked quite a lot about the scale of it and obviously the build to rent. Was that convincing? Yeah, I think he's, they're really at the right time, aren't they, with mm. build to rent? It's, it's absolutely flying from our previous people we've we've spoken to and it's just coming online just to just a sort of really hot market it is really i mean it's funny enough just as as he was leaving we were talking about the life sciences market which i must admit i hadn't really thought about and the lack of space quite obviously in places like cambridge but more of more interest in oxford and arguably along the thames valley as well and this space is designed for life sciences potentially and that's quite interesting i hadn't really thought about that can you see different uses for this scheme well i was quite surprised about that because he talks about flexibility in the design there is i think they call it like soft floors or something where you can put a staircase between two floors for one company they'll make it to what they have to don't they for the for the market that's available so it does seem as though you know when i look at that massive building and i think how on earth are they going to fill it you get the feeling from him that he's pretty sure they will he does doesn't he and i think the other thing which and again it's sort of this this stuff does tend to come around again there was the power of the elizabeth line and i do feel there's still more value in that and it'd be interesting to see how tenants and investors and occupiers on the build to rent value the Elizabeth line with its direct connections to the rest of the Thames Valley and obviously London. As you pointed out though it's not just about London is it because the nearer place is much more relevant really because you know you can get to London on a fast train but if you've got Slough, Maidenhead and residential places between why would you go to London when you can go somewhere a bit more peaceful a bit nicer? Okay let's leave it there there's lots to follow up in due course and don't forget to subscribe.